Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner, and I've been running my own healing practice for the last, well, over 10 years, really, since 2008. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work, um, and one-to-one healings and coachings. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. Thank you to everyone that supports the work and all your lovely messages, uh, which are gratefully received, and also for all of you that wish to support the work through donation. Um, I have a donations tab on the website. If you go to the home page, there's a drop-down menu, and just click on donate. And your donations can be used in a number of ways, and you can specify if it's important to you. So um, if you want to donate towards the podcasts and all free content, then that's really gratefully received. It just means that I can create more free content. Um, I think sometimes people forget uh, that, you know, I've been running my own healing practice since 2008, but it is just, you know, me and occasionally an assistant who helps me. So I'm not a big corporation. I'm not funded and sponsored. I don't have affiliate programs. Um, everything that I do comes out of my own pocket. So podcasts and video clips and all of that kind of stuff is created for free to help people. Um, I don't have camera crew filming any video clips. I don't have editors editing my podcasts. I don't have marketing managers. I don't have any of that big sort of machinery behind me because I don't believe in it. I believe in I would become um, a slave to um, to to the dollar, basically, to the pound sign, you know, um, as an offshoot, but just to share, there's a lot of healers and teachers out there who have PR companies behind them and marketing companies behind them and copywriters behind them and, and, you know, a whole team. And so everything that you see on social media, everything that you is advertised has been marketed in such a way to meet algorithms, to meet, you know, um, these kind of targets and, um, they need to, therefore they need to have a, a certain intake of money every month in order to pay all the people that funnel all this information out to you so they can make enough money to pay all the people that funnel this information out to you. And I just really don't believe in that. I just think um, we have lost our connection to the sacred ways and to seeking out those that can assist us and to having that simple exchange. So um, that's a very long way of saying that all donations are gratefully received and they go straight back into the work. So you can donate to the podcast, but I'm also collecting for uh, a homeless charity here in the UK that I support, but also the the homeless work that I do. So you can donate to that and you can specify that you want to donate to that. Um, Or you can donate towards the bursary program that I have set up recently, which means that every month one person gets a bursary space for the Life Purpose program. I'm funding that myself right now, but it would be lovely if there were donations towards that. And that just means that one person who wouldn't be able to afford the work is able to do the work at a lower, reduced rate. So if you have extra change in your pocket and you want to put something forward, that's a really lovely way to do that. Or you can donate just because you want to. So that's all there on the website, sacredspacehealing.org. Today's podcast is looking at the uh, area of resistance um, in your healing journey. And I'm just going to run through some ways in which resistance pops its head up and possibly some reasons why. So resistance is our biggest block to anything in our lives, right? It's any kind of forward movement that we want to make, any change that we want to make. Resistance is what will stop us, and resistance will come up in lots of different ways. It's often a form of sabotage and self-sabotage, and sometimes it's because 
you know, there are unmet needs in us, like the inner child is crying out for attention and we're, and, and that, that child aspect of us is scared or suspicious or asleep um, or even not even connected to us, but will play out in our lives and cause kind of havoc every time we want to move forward because this child aspect of us wants attention. Um, and really part of the healing journey is that we start to tend to this child aspect of us that will stop us from doing the things that we need to do in order to move forward. But resistance can also come up because we don't want change, because we fear it, or because we fear what lies on the other side of it, you know. Often I get, I mean, it's predominantly female clients that's, that have the highest levels of resistance, I have to say. Um, that's not to say that male clients don't, but it seems to be something that predominantly affects women. Um, I think one of the greatest fears that women have when they undertake a healing journey is that their lives will change. And they say that they want their lives to change. They say, oh, I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm not happy in my work. I'm not happy with what I'm earning. I'm not happy with my friendships or, you know, whatever it is that they're not happy with. They say they're not happy. They say that they want things to change, but they fear what will be on the other side of change. Like they don't, they fear, oh, well, what if my marriage suddenly ends? Or, you know, what if I lose my friendship circle? Or what if I lose my job? What will I do? And the fear is a natural response. Of course it is. But fear is what stops us from doing anything that will allow us to grow. So if you're not happy where you are right now, the only the only option that you have is to move forward and to change things. And yes, it's going to be possibly uncomfortable and things will leave your life. But as they leave your life, better stuff will enter your life because what will enter your life will be what you're in alignment with. But so often with people, with clients, I see them holding on to their old lives for dear life. And it's bizarre, like it's like they're holding on to this thing. It's as if they're holding on to barbed wire and they're crying out in pain. Oh, I'm so unhappy. This makes me so unhappy. I want my life to change. And there I am, or whoever the healer is, on the sidelines going, well, it's cool. You know, let me help you. I've got some string here. I've got some rope and it's not barbed, so it's not going to cut into your palms. So let go of the barbed wire in exchange for this rope that will take you across this seemingly wide, um, you know, cavern that you've built up in your mind, but actually probably isn't, um, just, just take hold of the rope and you'll get to the other side. And they refuse to let go of the barbed wire to take hold of the rope to get to the other side. Um, and in that situation, there's really nothing that the healer can do to help you. Like if you're, if you're that person, maybe you recognize this in yourself. We've all done it. We all do it. If you're holding on to the barbed wire and not wanting to let go, no one can help you. So there's no point actually screaming and shouting and going, I'm so in pain, I want my life to change, because you have to make the change, you have to do something. There's, um, there's a clip out there somewhere on YouTube, I think, of this little kid, and he's in the water. I think he's in the water. Yeah, he's in the water, and he's, um, I think it's a little boy, and he's, and he's, he's cr crying his eyes out because he thinks he's going to drown. So he's like screaming and screaming and crying and crying and he he's just so distressed because he's in this water and he's not happy there and he thinks he's going to drown and he can't swim. And then someone comes along and just picks him up so he can stand up. And as he stands up, what you see is that he wasn't in deep water at all. He, he can stand up and the water just comes up to like, um, you know, just halfway up his legs. And the look on his face, he suddenly realizes that he was screaming and crying for nothing. All he needed to do was just exercise some um, some power, you know, just exercise agency and stand up. 
And um, yeah, he's a little kid and he doesn't know any better. But that's what is happening with a lot of people, with a lot of us when we're in resistance, is that that's the space that we're in. And it's the child. It's, it's it, you know, it's fear. And we have to push past it. There are no easy ways around this. You just have to push past it. Um, I was talking to a healer the other day, a colleague, and, um, you know, they were saying the same thing that, you know, you reach out to clients and you say, I can see you at this time, or I've got this slot available for you, or I can offer you this. And all you can do is just open that door and say, here is the work. But if they're not going to engage, if they're not going to turn up for the work, if they're going to cancel, if they're not going to pay, whatever it is, there's nothing you can do. At some point, you have to close that door and say, I can't help you anymore. Because it has to come from you. It always has to come from the client. It always has to come from the individual seeking healing. So resistance will show up as lots of things. One of the main ways it will show up will be people saying, oh, I don't have the money to do this. Um, and I've known people say that even when they're offered payment plans, even when they're offered concessions, they'll still turn around and say, I don't know how, I, I don't, I can't afford to pay for this. And as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, you know, healer friends and I will say, it's the same thing that people will say. They'll go, oh, I can't afford this. And then three weeks later, you'll find out that they went on holiday or they bought a new car or, you know, the money went somewhere else. I think it's very, very rare that people can't afford to invest in themselves. I mean, really can't afford. And normally when that is the case, I'm given that information in the journey that I do for people. So I know, and that's why I've created the bursary scheme, because for some people, that's a genuine truth, and I don't want anyone to be turned away because of money. But for a lot of people, it isn't their truth. You know, they could afford to do it if they um, borrowed the money, if they put it on a credit card, maybe, and then paid it off later, if they just didn't spend so much for that month, if they saved up, if they asked a friend to help them, if they asked a family member to help them, like they could afford it. They just don't want to, and it's a convenient way of saying, I can't do it. Because in some, on some level, they don't want change in their lives. Resistance will also show up as, um, uh, so not turning up for appointments. So if you're frequently late for your appointment, if you forget your appointment, or if you just can't make time in your diary for the appointment, it's a form of resistance. Um, now, we all lead ridiculously busy lives more and more these days. We work longer hours. You know, there's so many things that we're all juggling. So it is difficult, but it's never impossible. And my my knowing is that when you say, this is the thing that's important to me, everything else kind of aligns around it. So the moment you put your healing as your top priority, everything else will align around it. So you'll often find that the clashing appointments won't clash anymore or that thing that you had to do, you won't have to do anymore. Like it will just all fall away and the the path will clear for your healing. But it will only clear once you say, this is the most important thing for me. I know this from personal experience. I know that there's times when I'm just, you know, my diary's so rammed and I'm thinking I'm not going to be able to book in an appointment for myself. How am I going to make it work? How, how, how? But the moment I set it as my intention and say, do you know what? The most important thing is getting this healing with this healer everything else just falls into place. And I start to realize that the things that I'm stressing about, you know, that appointment that I had or that person that I said I'd see or that assignment, whatever it is, all of that can wait. It can wait for a day. It can wait for, you know, half a day or a week or whatever. I can make it work because the most important thing is the healing. Because unless you're in alignment, everything else is going to feel chaotic. Um, and is going to be chaotic because you're not in alignment resistance will come up as non-contact 
So that sometimes happens is that people go AWOL, like they just don't respond to message, they don't say they don't respond to a message to book an appointment in, or they don't respond to often with like the life purpose and the core wound series, the work is bespoke, so it's created for each individual. And every now and then, like one out of a thousand people will take their will take quite a long time to respond to really exciting work. So really exciting work has been presented to them. It's going to be life-changing. And they'll take, you know, anything between a week to 10 days to respond, to say yes. And you're sort of sitting there going, why are you taking so long to say yes to something that's going to change your life when you say that you want your life to change? And that's often resistance. And usually they've taken that long because there's some kind of fear that's coming up and they don't know how to deal with the fear. And unfortunately for that, and it is a 1% with me, but for that 1%, they'll usually say no. And it's just because they're, they're scared of change. They say they want it, but they'd rather hold on to the barbed wire than let go to, to take the rope that's going to take them to the other side. Um, resistance will show up as lots of questions. So it will show up as lots of concerns um, or lots of demands. Like, I can only do 3 o'clock on a, on a Monday afternoon. Can you do that? Because if you can't do that, I can't make this work. You know, stuff like that. That's just really resistance because ultimately we can make anything work. You know, like we have to have a level of flexibility with our healing. So resistance will show up as, um, you know, demands or questions. Lots of questioning around the work. Will it lead to this? Will this happen? Will I have to do that? What about this? And that's just fear. It's all fear. Um, it's all distraction. So... My number one advice when that is striking for anyone, whether, you know, you're a healer or you're someone who's, you know, never trained as a healer, you're just a seeker right now, is that when that's happening for you and you find yourself doing any of those things, so panicking, going, how can I pay for this? Panicking, going, oh my God, what if this is going to screw up my life? Or what if my marriage will break down? Or what if I'll lose my job because I do this healing? Panicking or fretting over the details of the work. Um, desperately sort of googling this healer like desperately sort of trying to go on their Instagram trying to go on their Facebook like who are they who are they should I see them should I see them when you're in that kind of frenzied state take a breath just stop just stop because you're in fear like something's going on and it's not a healthy way to do anything stop disconnect from all I would say disconnect from all distractions so turn off your phone turn off wi-fi get off social media you know, get off the, that hamster wheel, go out in nature, take a good long walk for two or three hours in nature and just get back in touch with yourself, your truth, who you are, your heartbeat, you. And really kind of sit with what is it that I want right now? Like some people say they want change. They don't actually want change. They just want their miserable lives to be made to feel better, you know, like they don't actually want their lives to change. They don't actually want to change partners, change jobs, change houses, change locations, right? They don't want that. It's too scary. They say they want it, but they don't want it. What they actually want is something, some miracle, some placebo, something to come into their lives to make their already unhappy lives just feel a little bit better. And they hope that if they have the massage or the healing or the meditation, that they'll be able to stomach they're already stomach-churning lives a bit better. And that is personal choice. That is personal choice, always. I say this from experience, having been that person that didn't take the risks, that didn't, you know, make those shifts, that was terrified of doing 
the things that would free me up and that wanted placebos that would just make the pain go away for a little bit. But I didn't actually want to do the big work. And ultimately, and I've said this before, if we don't make those changes on our own terms, at some point, our higher selves, our souls will push us. At some point, it will happen anyway. And whether that happens now or in five years or 10 years or 20 years, who knows? But at some point, it will happen. It's why for a lot of people, you know, by the time they hit their 50s and that midlife point, people's lives start to fall apart because they've buried this stuff for so long that eventually it will catch up. So we have a choice. We can make that change happen on our own terms or we can try and placebo it, like we can try and sort of medicate it, dull it, make it more palatable, put happy, you know, happy little stickers around it and flowers around it and hope that it doesn't smell so bad. Or we can do nothing about it, but eventually it will happen. Um, So if fear is coming up, I sometimes feel it's actually a really good sign because it means that what is on the other side of that is going to be pretty spectacular. So disconnect, go for a long walk, get really clear on how much do you want this change. Maybe you don't want it, maybe you're not ready for it, maybe you're too scared, maybe you want to play safe. In which case, own up to that and accept it, rather than live this sort of splintered existence of, I want change, I really want my life to change, but I refuse to let go of the very things that I need to let go of in order for my life to change, right? Oh, I wish my hands would stop bleeding. Why are they bleeding so much? No, but I refuse to let go of this barbed wire because it's comfortable, because I'm used to it, because this is what I've always done. You've got to make a choice. And until you make that choice, nothing can change. So disconnect and get still and decide what you want. And then have the courage to put all distractions and all fears to one side and say, no, my healing is top priority. This is what I want. Now, every now and then, you know, and I've done podcasts on this, I do say that it's really important you listen to your gut, right? Because sometimes your gut is telling you this isn't the right healer for you, this isn't the right time for you. But the the, the only thing that I want to say about that is the gut is, it is our second brain, right? But it is also very inf- easily influenced by outside energy. So the gut picks up on everything right? Your stomach chakra, your, your solar plexus picks up on the world around you. It is also the first place that we get pulled off center and it's where fear resides. So it's also where anxiety resides. It's where our adrenals kind of go nuts. It's, it's, it's our powerhouse. And sometimes there's too much fire and sometimes there's not enough. So sometimes our gut is on point and it's telling us this is the wrong healer. This is the wrong time, whatever. But other times your gut isn't telling you that. What it's picking up on is outside interference. It's picking up on the people around you, the vibrations around you. It's old energy. It's stuff that you haven't cleared. It's your reptilian fight or flight coming up because you're in fear. So although it's important that we listen to our gut, I believe that we can only really operate on that instinctual level when we have a clear energy field. So that it's really important to clear our energy fields first and to know that we are 100% or as close as we can be 100% connected to our higher selves. And once we're in that place, then we can make inspired action, take inspired action. That's why it's really important to disconnect from outside interference, to get really clear, to clear your energy field, to spend some time in nature. And from that place, make a decision. Most people make their decisions from a place of fear. 
or, or lust or desire. You know, it's either like something that we want to consume or we want to fuck or we want to have, or it's something that we want to push away and, and we run away from and it disgusts us. But, but neither of those states are particularly empowering for making decisions. We need to be making decisions from places of balance and equanimity where we're making very um, positive decisions that are going to benefit us in the long run, not just for the short term, but in the long run. So resistance is valuable. It's really valuable, you know, because it shows us that there's something really potent going on. If we weren't in resistance, then there probably wasn't, there isn't anything very alchemical going on. But if you're in resistance about your healing, that's really exciting. I've had teachers who've said, when you're in fear, it's the perfect time to do the work. When you're in resistance, it's the perfect time to do the work. And I actually think most of the time those teachers were right. Um, and I remember, you know, thinking back to my shamanic training, how much resistance there was um, and how much fear there was around that work. And although I have mixed feelings around the work and, you know, how boundaried it was and lots of things that that can happen on this crazy shamanic path I don't regret any of the training that I received because it made me the healer that I am today it showed me um it showed me aspects of myself as a healer it also showed me profound ways of how not to be as a healer and a teacher because I often learned at the hands of those that lacked boundaries but I remember at the time being terrified of going to these workshops and these initiations so that the journey there would always be really fraught. Like the trains would be delayed and I'd be the last one to turn up at camp and, you know, everything would clash and it would just feel like I had to fight for this time. And then, you know, once I was there and I came back, everything would run really smoothly. Now, was that a sign that I shouldn't, be, shouldn't have done the work or was that a sign that there was resistance in me? I can't still give you the answer because I don't think anything in life is that black and white, but I do think that the things that are creating the most fear in us are the things that we sometimes need to face um, in one way or another. You know, either we walk through them or we, or we don't, but, but, we, but we do so knowing that we're making the best decision for ourselves in the long run. Um, it, I, th I think my final matter to say on this is, is how interesting it is in terms of men and women when it comes to this healing work. This is what I've observed. Um, I don't. I don't mean men and women as in the body that you're born in. I actually mean the male and female energy. So, you know, you could be someone in a female body that really identifies with masculine energy, and but you know, vice versa. So it's it's more about the energy that you identify with. But I find that the feminine energy, or or those that are very much in the feminine, struggle to make a decision. Like they struggle to jump at something. They struggle to kind of um, put the money up, they struggle to move through the, the distractions or the, or, or the resistance. They get caught up in the, the shadow aspect of the feminine energy, which is to get caught up in the darkness, to be too in feeling, to be too emotive. You know, we can be too much in our feminine, which means that we're constantly feeling everything. and We're not making rational choices, but we're also overwhelmed by our feelings all the time. And that's not that's the shadow aspect of the feminine, right? That's when she becomes the harridan or the witch or the, you know, um, the sorceress because she's overwhelmed by these feelings that overtake her rationality and her heart and what she knows to be right. 
Um, and then if we're too much in the masculine and we're too rigid in the way we want things and we're thinking too much about it and we're trying to work out all the details and we're not open to the magic of what the process could be. So I find those people that are too in the feminine, like they've just got lost and drowned in her in the shadow aspect, find it really hard to make a decision about their healing. They're too caught up in, oh, but I feel this and I'm not sure about this. And they're sort of just swimming along these waters. And, um, and so what tends to happen is people that have a very strong kind of, you know, a masculine core as their energy center, call it masculine, call it fire, call it earth. They, they tend to be the ones that jump in straight away. You know, they're the ones that kind of, some, sometimes I've had people book in for the, for the, for the core wound or the life purpose work and not even have an initial consultation with me or chat to me or email me. They just, boom, book in straight away, and then I get the email, yes, I'm ready to go. I mean, those people are amazing. They're proper warrior souls, right? Um, and then others, you know, other times people want to have the, the chats, and that's great as well. Um, but I find that people with that core fire and earth energy are the ones that jump in straight away. These are the people in life that go, yes, this is for me, I'm doing it. And they set the tone of how they want their life to be. And then you have another camp who are waiting for the universe, for someone to give them a sign. If we wait for the universe to give us a sign, we will be waiting to, for eternity. Like, we are the sign. We are the universe. <laughs> I sound like a pop song. But we are, we are that. It's us. The universe is us, right? Everything is a reflection of us. Your healer is a guide, Everything that you experience is a reflection of your truth. If you're waiting for the universe to give you a sign when you are in a place of uncertainty, the universe will, re will reflect uncertainty back to you. If you're waiting for the universe to tell you whether you should do something that you are terrified of doing, the universe will reflect that back to you, your terror. So shift your inner world and your outer world will start to reflect your inner world and it will give you the signs that you need to take the next step, but only when you're coming at it from a place of empowerment and, and bravery, which is why I feel that those people that are in fire and earth who go, boom, yes, I'm in, and they, they sort of, they have that tenacity at their core, everything around them then starts to create this magical synchronicity where it all flows. But when people are like coming at it from fear and anger and um, doubt and uh, suspicion or whatever it is that they might be experiencing of the shadow aspects, the universe is just going to reflect that back and the people around you will just reflect that back to you. So if you find yourself in resistance when it's coming to your healing, take it as a good sign, but don't surrender to it. Take it as a good sign, unplug, get still, um, as much as possible, disconnect from the lower chakras and go into the heart because your truth will be known there. Sometimes you, you're not going to know it in your gut because there's too much that you're picking up on. So go into your heart. What's your heart telling you? Don't go into the mind because that's going to overanalyze it. Go into the heart. What's your heart telling you? And then follow that guidance. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.